Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, Revoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Today's top story more on Florida's COVID 19 vaccine distribution efforts and to dive into the role hospitals are playing in all of this. I'm joined right now by Justin Sr., Florida Safety Net Hospital Alliance CEO. Justin, thanks so much for taking a few minutes to talk to us about this. And let's start with the vaccine distribution among healthcare workers across the state. Where do things stand on that front? So where it stands is, is that most of the hospitals in the state have completed the first round, the first injection of the frontline healthcare workers that they identified in the state of Florida. And for those that have received the Pfizer vaccine, they're actually starting in on the second dose, which is supposed to be given about 21 days after the first. Uh, so a lot of healthcare workers will have completed the full cycle of the Pfizer vaccine this week. As they complete that, they're also pivoting now uh, to the 65 and over population generally, which is going to be the focus for the rest of January and into February. What has the response been among frontline healthcare workers? Are most of them coming forward to get the vaccine or is there some hesitancy? The majority are coming forward to get the vaccine. There has been some hesitancy. Um, initially, uh, you know, maybe 40% of the population was saying they weren't willing to take the vaccine. When the vaccine did arrive, uh, a lot of that hesitancy did erode. So as soon as people started safely getting the vaccine in front of them and in their organization, uh, they did start to take the vaccine at higher levels than they had initially reported. So the majority of them, uh, or a solid majority of them, have been willing to take the vaccine. And thankfully, there have been very few Uh, serious side effects. All right, now let's switch to the role hospitals are playing in distributing the vaccine to those 65 and older. There's a lot of confusion right now, lots of frustration from people sitting on websites all day that keep crashing. They're calling lines that can't handle the volume. What is the setup? Who's in charge of organizing all of this? So the hospitals are in the process right now of setting up the structures uh, that uh, that, that can help their communities. And, and each one, each hospital is going to be setting up structures that are very specifically targeted to their communities. I know that it takes some time to get these things off the ground, and there may be some initial frustration. But the state of Florida did do 250,000, so a quarter of a million vaccinations in the last 10 days of December. I think what you can expect to see is that number will be exceeded in the, in the first 10 days of January. And then it's every 10 days after that, it's going to grow significantly. So it does take some time to gain forward momentum, but we are gaining it, and uh, and it is it is going to happen. One other thing that I can tell you is that when hospitals put in the number of vac- vaccinations they would need to do their frontline employees, they were given that number plus 15%. And a lot of hospitals started giving that extra to the 65 and over population mm-hmm. on an ad hoc basis with sort of temporary procedures just in order to quickly get it into somebody's arm and to start the process of vaccinating the the most vulnerable. And that maybe has given the impression of, of, uh, because they did that on an ad hoc basis of disorganization and maybe a little bit more disorganization than there's going to be. I think that as the vaccine supply ramps up and hospitals get their systems in place this week and next, you're going to see an effort that's getting smoother and smoother and that is getting more and more efficient. I'm joined by Justin Sr., Florida Safety Net Hospital Alliance CEO. We're talking about the vaccine distribution taking place across the state of Florida. So step us through how this works. You've got the federal government 
they are procuring the vaccines from the pharmaceutical companies and then what they're going to the states and then at the state level, they're deciding how to allocate them throughout the state and then where do local officials come into play? How are the hospitals involved in all of this? Is there a plan that connects all of those groups or is that something still being sorted out? So when a hospital gives a vaccination, um, it is then putting that information into the state's uh, uh, information system. And that then triggers an order or, or an order, if you will, for a follow-up because these, these vaccines do require two shots. Right. Um, and ultimately, the hospitals that are going through their vaccine are reporting that to the state and then they're getting more vaccine. Uh, if you're sitting on vaccine, you're not going to get more. And that's, and that's an issue. I, I don't know how anyone could have been confused, but and certainly our members were crystal clear but there were apparently some hospitals in the state that were withholding some of the vaccine that they received, maybe for the second dose. I'm not really sure. Okay. When in fact, the, the governor and his team has made it extremely clear that you were to give what you get, get it into someone's arm. And that's why our hospital started with the 65 and over population with that extra 15 percent that they had on kind of an ad hoc basis. So what's the coordination like with local officials? Because you've got a lot of people who are going to county websites or they're calling their county health department to find out about vaccines. What's the relationship like on the local level between hospitals and officials? You know, in some instances, you're going to see that the hospitals and the the county health department, for example, work independently from each other and each will present a different vaccination alter, you know, avenue that someone could could go for. Um, Right now, for example, in Hillsborough County, Tampa General is working very closely with the Department of Health on locations where they will be jointly working together uh, to vaccinate. So that does depend, on, you know, locality by locality based on uh, the, you know, the history of, of, uh, of, of working together between the health department and the hospitals and the capacity. Another question that I'm hearing a lot of, was there a plan in place for this rollout? We knew the vaccines were coming. Was that all organized in advance or is this in a sense being done a bit on the fly here? It's being done very quickly. I, I, there was some advanced planning and there's some aspects of it that are being done very quickly. Um, you know, as, as recently as 60 days ago, it wasn't entirely clear which vaccines were going to come first, whether it was going to be Moderna, whether it was going to be Pfizer, whether it was going to be Johnson & Johnson, or whether it was going to be AstraZeneca. Mm-hmm. Um, and each one of those have different storage needs. Right. And the fact that it was Pfizer and Moderna that came first, particularly Pfizer came first, meant that hospitals had to become the point for this because they have the storage capability at 80 to 90 degrees below zero. So that became, you know, you had to, you had to really develop things quickly uh, immediately after you started to realize in late November that it was likely to be Pfizer and Moderna coming out of the gate first. I'm joined by Justin Sr., Florida Safety Net Hospital Alliance CEO. Are hospitals able to handle both the surge in COVID patients that they're dealing with right now, which is probably just going to keep increasing this month as we start to see more of the fallout from the holidays, and distribute vaccines? That certainly seems like a lot to ask. I think that they are going to be able to do it. If if, uh, that becomes a choke point, if if staffing becomes a choke point, there are some strategies that we can talk with the, the Division of Emergency Management and with the governor about that could be brought to bear. It's possible he could allow nursing students to start delivering the vaccine under the supervision of a registered nurse 
Um, they could bring in some staff augmentation, which is something they did back in July. I know that he has the National Guard actively assisting in many instances around the state. So there are some things and strategies that can be put into place. Right now, I do think we're going to be able to handle it. And the key is to vaccinate the 65 and over population as quickly as possible, because mm-hmm. last year they were more than half of the hospitalizations and they were more than 80 percent of the fatalities. So if we can pull that population to safety quickly in January and February, then we're going to have a very, you know, a much better year this year than we had last year. Another dynamic that's been debated here in Florida, because we made the decision to go just 65 plus and not say, a frontline grocery store worker who has underlying conditions that could put them severely at risk from COVID-19, is it, in a very simple sense, just easier to do 65-plus as opposed to going down that road of trying to figure out who would qualify as a frontline worker with this condition or that condition uh, on your end, on the hospital end? Is it easier how we're doing it? I think that what the state is doing is is hunting the big buffalo, if you will. Okay. I mean, that, like I said, the 65 and over population is clearly the population that was that was causing the most hospitalizations and the most fatalities. So pulling them to safety really changes the game, and and you've and then you can get a little bit more refined and more targeted in terms of bringing the next wave uh, to safety. I'm joined by Justin Sr., Florida Safety Net Hospital Alliance CEO. On that last note, what is the situation like in hospitals across the state? I know we haven't quite reached the summer peak in hospitalizations. Hopefully we don't get there, but things aren't really trending in the right direction at the moment. How are hospitals and staff and PPE all keeping up? You know, we are in a better position still now than we were back in the summer or in the spring. In the spring, there were PPE constraints that aren't there right now. Um, and so that's a good thing. Uh, and also the, the population, the census of the people in the hospital with a primary diagnosis of COVID-19, the numbers are not as high as they were in July. You're right that they're still creeping up. And they're starting to get a little close to where they were in July. As it stands right now, though, there's still, uh, there still remains pretty significant capacity, which is a good thing for both ICU beds and for overall hospital beds. So we are not where we were in July, and hopefully we don't get there. The key is just to diligently bring the 65 and over population to safety, and hopefully we'll start to see these numbers really turn in the right direction toward the end of uh, January or February. Is there a region within the state that's stretched a bit thinner than others right now? No, I, all of my members from Pensacola down to Miami are seeing this sort of steady increase mm-hmm. in the census. Um, Pensacola might be a little bit tighter right now than other places, but not necessarily dramatically so. Uh, but uh, yeah, overall, it's just a very evenly distributed general increase in the number of people hospitalized. And we haven't had the staffing issues that have been a major concern, especially in some other parts of the country where things really are uh, peaking even above and beyond uh, yeah. previous peaks. We, we, uh, we have not had that here yet. And I can tell you that actually getting the, the frontline healthcare workers vaccinated is going to be really helpful there because one of the things that really stretched capacity yeah. back in July right. was the fact that hundreds of healthcare workers, for example, at Jackson Memorial, were catching COVID in the community because yeah. it was rampant there. They wouldn't get it at the hospital, but they would go home and they would go shopping and they, they would catch it. And when they got knocked offline, Jackson Memorial had 1,600 licensed beds, but they actually only had the staff for about 1,400 of them. And that number was getting lower and lower while their population and their census and the beds was getting higher and higher. Um, And they needed staff augmentation, which to to the governor's credit, he brought in on time and in the right number. 
Uh, if we have healthcare workers vaccinated, the frontline people vaccinated this time around, that shouldn't happen. Justin Sr., Florida Safety Net Hospital Alliance CEO, with us to explain how the vaccine distribution process is playing out in hospitals across Florida. Justin, I know it's a busy time. Thanks so much for giving us a few minutes. We appreciate it. Happy to do it. Happy New Year. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.